You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your right home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. Mark Zeno in from Mike today. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Go get some Hey Man Ale. It's the holidays, guys, and you need some, whether it's the original OG, 5% Blonde Ale, or the Watermelon Lime. I suggest you get some. A couple of uh, text messages before we get to Coach and a couple of guys on social media. Jab Johns, that's his Twitter handle, mm-hmm. says, Dukes, I still have my original Nintendo. And Zeno, I would put a foot in your rear end in Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> that's what he says. Then Brandon hits me up, and Brandon says, dude, you got to get the Retro Pie. It, it, he says he's got it loaded. It's Atari, Nintendo, Sega Genesis. It's crazy. Uh, Nintendo 64, he says it's heaven. And I'm like, where'd you get that? Because don't they sell all these retro systems individually? You can't just get one, right? I don't think. Either way, Brandon, let me know uh, how or where to get that because that's, that's pretty cool. And Brad Sparks, man, appreciate you listening. He said, now you're talking. Good times. Playing video games with your friends back in the day. There's nothing like it. Uh, I would be 100% for the radio station, instead of doing like a bowling thing or the, the football. Tecmo the, the Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. I'm with you. Yeah, and I will enter it, uh, and I will smoke all you like a cheap cigar. <laughs> okay, here you go. I, you know what? We're going to have to try to move this thing forward and maybe do something like that in the summer. I, I, I would love to do that. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Again, Mark Zeno in for Mike, and we welcome in Coach Arthur Smith. Coach, appreciate the time as always. Want to wish you and the family a uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, as I know we're moving into that time of the year. Saturday, though, your focus is going to be on the Ravens. Uh, Coach, I'm curious to know, can you evaluate Dez over the, the next three games to tell you what you need moving into next season? Do you feel like that's enough time? Well, certainly um, this, this is a you know, big test for him. I mean, I, I believe we, we can. You know, it's not all of a sudden after four games going to define his career, but we'll have a, a pretty clear picture about his uh, his role as a starter. And so, like I said, I mean, we, that was a huge test he had going into New Orleans. Um, you know, we had a chance there at the end, and unfortunately uh, we didn't get it done. So uh, I'm very pleased with his progress. I would expect – him to take another jump jump this Saturday up in Baltimore against another good, really good uh, defense on the road. Coach, it's Zeno. I'm curious as uh, I know your feelings on just winning games, period, and, and I respect it and support it. How much do you want to try and do things to sort of 
open things up for Desmond, maybe try to test him a little bit more that might be outside the normal game plan as opposed to just sticking with what you're doing here to try and win a football game? No, that's a good question. You know, um, you know, really it's about his progress, and I think it can go hand-in-hand hand as you're trying to win and also, you know, expanding his role. You know, every every game there's there's different obstacles. You know, I mean, you could be hard-headed in it, and, you know, what, what the Saints try to do coverage-wise, uh, that, that's a good defense, especially against the drop-back passing game. I mean, you can go look at the last four years, what they've done that guys are just sit in the pocket. So there's some things that, um, you know, we got to work on. Uh, we had some opportunities. I thought as, as he settled into the game, uh, it gave us a chance to win. You know, I had a lot of faith in him, you know, going forward on fourth and five right there, which I thought was a, was the right call. And, you know, he made the right read. And it was unfortunately, you know, we, we didn't come back, uh, come away with the football there as we, after we converted. So I think you can naturally see it. I think you can do a, do both. Uh, you know, that's, that's just the way it's going to be. We're going to have different uh, looks and schemes we'll, we'll play in the next three weeks. and uh, But I understand the question, but I think we can do both. Coach, uh, it's Coach Arthur Smith, guys, here on Dukes and Bell as we visit with Coach every week. We're getting ready for the Ravens Saturday, short turnaround. So uh, the, the week, you know, we normally do Coach on Wednesdays, so we're doing them on Tuesdays as everything's kind of been moved up. Coach, Drake was targeted 11 times. He got seven balls for 70 yards. I'm curious, was that just Dez finding him, or was that deliberate play calling on your behalf? Well, I've been, you know, like I know people get sick of hearing things that they don't. Maybe, maybe it's like, okay, what is he? What the hell is he talking about? Is he making excuses? Like Drake's <laughs> been the primary in a lot of my play calls in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, whether it was a coverage or a different read or what, what not. Uh, you know, the ball didn't go to him as much as uh, maybe I intended for it. Um, and they do have a say. The defense does. You know, he's a big part of our passing offense. He's done a good job. He's He's one outside. He can win inside and the different actions and movements. Um, so I think this, the opportunities on Sunday, the matchups he had, uh, you know, we try to take advantage of it. And Des does have a chemistry with it. Hey, Coach, I'll refresh. What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you not throwing the ball to your best players? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Go out of your way to not get the ball to your best players. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, wanna... that's, that's usually what the game plan says. Make sure you yep. do not – Try to use your best players. Exactly. Speaking of one of your best players, Caleb Huntley, we know he's done for the year now. You know, I, I mean, a, a lot of teams use the, the you know, multiple running back system. He's been a great fit here for what you've done. I mean, obviously, I think he's part of the future going forward. But, you know, just a, a moment to talk about what he's done and what he's meant for the team, the running back room, and overall the offense. Yeah, Caleb is a guy that, uh, you know, when you talk about guys that fit the program, that have worked. There's a hard way. He's a college free agent. He's a local guy from Ball State. Um, you know, guy that's made a lot of improvement and growth in our program. And, and we need to develop guys like that. Uh, you know, even as we go into the future, we'll continue to have competition here. But Caleb was taken off, and it's an unfortunate part of the game. And I talked about it the other day. And I, what was so impressive is he injured his Achilles on the run, and he didn't he didn't stay down. He got up and uh, played a snap with a with a ruptured Achilles. Actually blocked the guy in pass direction and then jogged off the field. So when the trainer told me, I was kind of in disbelief because I was like, I didn't see him go down. Hmm. So when I asked him yesterday morning, he said, "Well, I knew we wanted to go no huddle, and I didn't think I could come out." I'm like, "Hey man, I don't know how the hell you did that on one leg." I'm like, "You're injured." Uh, it just shows how tough he is. I, I mean, it still boggles my mind that he was able to do that. 
Coach, update on, on Coach Pease. And, and where were you when all that craziness happened? I mean, I know it's a freak accident, but update for Falcon fans on Coach Pease, and, and where were you and what, what was going through your mind? Well, I was on, the other, I was on our side of the field for warm-ups, and um, I was talking to the, the specialist. We were just talking about, you know, some strategies and whatnot, and it was actually Dennis Allen. Uh, he came running over. I could tell the look on his face that there was something concerned, and he, he told me what, what happened. So I ran over there. Uh, it was on our bench, but, you know, on their side of the warm-up. Um, and so when I went over there, you know, the Saints doctors and our doctors were over them, and I was asking what, what the hell happened. So uh, pretty scary. Uh, they, the medical teams did a, that did a great job. and uh, But, yeah, that was a scary situation, seeing them get put on that stretcher and taken to the hospital. And then as we got updated, you know, we realized he was going to be all right. But uh, there was a lot going through my head. All right, when you look at the big picture stuff here, uh, and I know this is a tough question to answer right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you anyway because I appreciate your, your, your humor for bad questions. Um, you know, it's fair to say that four games shouldn't decide your draft philosophy anyway. Regardless of what you see from Desmond Ritter here, you know, the, the idea that a, a player who may be available, if it is a quarterback, that you would make a definitive decision based off of four games. I mean, it seems almost crazy to think that, the future of the organization could be decided on a small sample set. I mean, is it fair to say that these two things are not connected? What Desmond Ritter does would have next to zero effect on what your draft philosophy is? Well, I mean, we have a lot of, you know, in-house knowledge of, of where what we think of Desmond. Uh, as We've evaluated him, and then obviously he's playing right now. I mean, it's not just going to be the four-game sample size. I mean, there's a lot of decisions right. we've got to make this spring um, I mean, Terry and I talked about it. We talk all the time about it. I mean, we, you know, we haven't had a normal off season. I mean, we've, we've tried to, and that's why I appreciate our, our staff. And, you know, we found guys everywhere and um, it's been a heck of a transition. And, you know, we've sat here every week and try to do everything we can to win, win football games and build a winning culture. And uh, it's been frustrating at times, you know, the last couple of weeks, not getting over the hump, but we still have an opportunity Saturday uh, so there's a lot of decisions. We've we've had to make a lot of tough decisions in two years. A lot of stuff's happened in two seasons that you, you damn near forget about until somebody brings it up. And hmm. um, but you know that's why I appreciate our staff. Uh, we've got a we've got a great football staff from the personnel side to the coaching side, and we got players and and guys that that are doing things the right way. And uh, especially these young guys, this stuff will pay off. I mean, I got to tell them all the time we're you're going to be in a lot of one possession games in the pro football. And we've been living in pressure, and, it, and it'll, it'll pay off for us. Art, uh, during the preseason, even during camp, I was busting his balls. I'm talking about Rashawn Evans. You know, I was telling him Alabama's not the team anymore. He didn't like that. But he said, I'm here to work, man, and I want to show everybody. And, Coach, I think he has. Ten tackles. He got the stop on fourth down to at least give us a shot in the game on Sunday. He gets a sack. Uh, he's one of the leading tacklers. Uh, it, Talk about Rashawn Evans and, and what you've seen. And when you guys went and got him, you said to us, you know, you were on the show, I think, the week that that happened, and you were like, we really like what he's doing and, and what he's going to do for us. Yeah, he's done a great job with the opportunity. Um, you talk about a guy that, that he's a physical presence, uh, loves to get out there, and, and guys follow him because his, his energy is contagious. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they may they be loud and they – they say all the right things to you guys, and then the teammates know that when it's when it's live, they're not showing up like that. But Rashawn, mm. he's a he's a thousand miles an hour. Um, 
physical style that we, we value. So we've been happy with Rashawn that he's been here. But, uh, you know, same thing with, with Zoe Carter. You know, Zoe was somebody I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously from evaluating the tape, but Rashawn, I did. But both those guys, I think with the opportunity they've had here, have done a nice job. You've gone through 15 games here, uh, and or 14 games, rather, and you've been in every one of them pretty much with the exception of the Cincinnati game. It's not a moral right. victory, but, I mean, all things considered, do you sit back and just, you know, sometimes feel pretty good about the fact that you're as competitive as you are? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we kind of feel the same way uh, about that because it's not about moral victories, but you're seeing progress. I mean, we know what – what wins? Uh, we know what we need to do. We got to we got to improve, and we we got to get over the hump here. And so we're consistently winning football games. And um, but there's been a lot of progress. I mean, I think our what our O line has done this year has been very impressive. Um, you know, the the way we play, I think, shows up. We have an identity. We try to be disciplined. We try to be smart situationally. We know that you know some things in football. Ball, ball bounces a funny way. At some point, you, you know, you get the breaks. There's things we can work on with ball security, no doubt. Uh, the way our guys play, the way they work when you come out and watch practice, uh, you know, that, that's what makes you feel much better. Over, other than the frustration, you know, as competitive as, as we all are and as you guys, everybody does. Everybody supports us and we feel in here. We want to win. Coach, tell us about the Ravens. What do you see? Uh, what do you expect on Saturday? Short turnaround, but – you know, again, a lot of talk about whether Lamar will play or not. We don't know, but what do you see with this Ravens team? Yeah, they, they, it's, they've got a certain you know, about identity. Yeah, uh, because John Harbaugh's been there, and re, you know, really before that, the way that defense has played, uh, been a lot of great players and coaches. But he's done a, a great job. Uh, you know what you're going to get. We got some good battles here. My last couple of years in Tennessee, in big games, playoff mm-hmm. games, uh, overtime game at twenty, and so it. That team's built to play late in the year. Uh, they got a the physical brand. We know it's a challenge up front, and our guys embrace it. It's another really good run defense that uh, we get to go up against. And uh, physical at all three levels, Roquan, Patrick Queen, uh, you know, good corners, physical corners, Marlon Humphrey. And then on the, on the flip side, uh, the run game that they have with Lamar. Mark Andrews is a terrific player. Uh, they got to run all kind of gap schemes and every kind of gap read you can think of so we we got a work cut out it's going to be cold uh, we embrace it we're looking forward to the challenge on saturday uh since this is not an actual official nfl interview can i ask you about the officials now or are you still not going to answer any of questions? <laughs> don't do it <laughs> yeah just, yeah, just yeah guys it's, it's it's christmas it's the holiday season <laughs> i'd rather give that money i'd rather give that money to, to we can find a good charity, uh, charity in atlanta yeah. maybe maybe i'll uh inadvertently answer that and uh, yeah. I'll happily like to check to somebody that needs it. Fair there enough. you go. <laughs> hey coach, before we let you go, what, what, what are the kids asking for, man? I'm curious. I mean, what, what do, what do coach Arthur Smith's kids uh, ask for Christmas? What are they asking for this year? Do you, are you all in? Or are you like, all right, maybe we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you still have to, you know, we'll see. You got to make sure you, you, you got to find ways to try to motivate them uh, to not drive my wife insane <laughs> as they're out of school right now. You know, this week for them, I mean, it's easy for me because I'm in here working. I can stay focused on this. She's got to deal with them. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, they're excited. They're jacked up to see their cousins. And, um, you know, the, the, I wish I'd come up with these video games. It's, I think I said this last year, but my, my son still likes the, the Roblox. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to oh, pay. Yeah, my kids do that nonstop. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, we, we should have come up with that. 
it's about separating people from the money. They act like it doesn't exist because they call it Robux. I mean, it's a great scheme. It's like a casino. So. That's right. Tips. Yeah. Yeah. Much. You see, and you yeah. don't you don't see the dollars. You just oh, it's just Robux. Come on, I need a little bit more. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, we we know, Coach. Hey, Merry Christmas. Uh, good luck on Saturday. Thanks for the time as always. And we'll be watching. We'll talk to you next week, Coach. I appreciate it. Great talking to you guys. Take care. Coach Arthur Smith, guys. Um, we'll talk about this when we come back. Yeah, he said a couple interesting things. He, he really did. And I hope you were listening because one of the things that Zeno asked him, he answered and he just told us a little bit more about what the future may look like. We're coming back. It's Dukes and Bell, Mark Zeno in. The Strong Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Dukes and Bell, thanks to Coach Arthur Smith for stopping by. Mark Zeno's in for Mike, and we just talked to Coach Art. A couple of things. We are all wondering how they are going to maneuver this decision-making process. And we said over the next four games, now it's three because we've mm-hmm. got one under our belt, as to how you evaluate Desmond Ritter. And one of the most interesting things he said to me, and I was telling Turtle behind the glass this, Coach just said, we have an evaluation of what he is in the building. What he's telling you is, we've seen enough of him behind the scenes. We know his makeup. Yep. We have a feel for him. Guys, this could be a guy that's a really good quarterback on a bad team. And until the team gets better, all right, we're really not going to be able to do some of the things maybe Zeno that you asked him about doing, mm-hmm. which is not a fair assessment of Desmond Ritter. I don't know if that's the case. But what I do think is, and, and, and Mark and I agree on this, they're going to give Des every opportunity to be the guy. Sure. Because financially, it helps them, but it also helps take something off the board that we don't have to worry about come spring, and you can make your team better in so many other ways. I don't know if the timetable is going to be correct, but I do think they know what they've got. I think they know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the other thing, too, that I, he thought that I thought he said was very interesting when I asked about, you know, can you, can you test him more? Can you open things up for him more? You know, while still trying to win a football game. And he said, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a way to do it both. There's a way for them to give him more than what they gave Mariota, to ask him to do more, to try to do different things, to see what he really can handle, uh, and still keep that within the confines of a game plan that helps him go win a football game. Um, and and I would hope to see that next week. I would, I would On Saturday, I should say. I would hope to see that, you know, he's allowed to – Maybe do some more things, you know, do some more zone reads, try to throw the ball in the tighter spots, give him, you know, plays that have multiple progressions on it. Maybe get the ball to his best player every now and then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the Drake London thing was funny when he was saying, yeah, that's the objective, and I know people don't <laughs> think that that's the case. But here's the thing, Z. When your scheme is protect the quarterback and you have two guys running routes, okay, and I'm not saying this is the play every time. Mm-hmm. But we've run a lot of this because the idea was we needed to protect Marcus Mariota, and he wasn't going through six or four or five reads through a progression of wide receivers because you only had two guys running routes. Right. My point is, if you're doing this similar thing with Desmond Ritter, he's not going to be able to do that either. If your goal is to max protect so he doesn't get killed and we're only having limited guys run routes, you really can't do that. Z, you're not going to be able to do that until you get Pitts back. And Drake London and maybe another guy that can separate, and now we can go three out, and let's let's see what this old line can do moving forward. That's what I'm talking about. If you're telling me him throwing the ball down the field to one primary receiver because we got a match protect to save him, I don't know if you're going to be able to evaluate that. Yeah, I mean, 
I'll give credit to Arthur Smith. He's really good at devising, you know, schemes and predictions to at least try to give his quarterback as much time as feasibly possible. Uh, and that's why you see a lot of rollout stuff from the Falcons because Get as much as it cuts half the field off, yep. it, Arthur Smith does this routinely on offense. He forces the defense to make a decision on the fly in the play. That's how he exploits defenses. It's exactly what his defense is made up of. He's not very... I'm going to run straight at you and let you know exactly what I'm going to do and we're going to beat you. No, no, he's too smart for that. He plays a chess game. He wants everybody on that defense to have to, to, to do as much reading pre-snap as the offense does and force you to make a decision. So those rollout plays are designed to figure out, well, is he going to take it and run? Is he going to throw it? Is there a guy going down the field? Is there somebody streaking back across the other side? He, he gives his quarterback a lot of options to work with to try and give him as many opportunities to make something happen on the offensive end. So I think that's a lot of what you'll see. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Arthur Smith said um, as far as, you know, trying to figure out if this is going to help or hurt or maybe even decide the draft strategy. Mm-hmm. What did you make of that, that answer? Those two things are separate. I think they're separate. I, I think they are too, and they should be. Like, th- there's, as I said, if they had plans – this year that, hey, if we're inside the top 10, we're, we, a quarterback is going to be at the top of our board and we're going to go try and get one, then that shouldn't change. And, again, it shouldn't prohibit you from doing it. Um, all that said, I don't necessarily know that that's the position that they're in. I think he has a ton of faith. I think the organization has a ton of faith in Desmond Ritter to be the guy. And just, you know, you hear the way he talks about him. He, I, I think he believes that we haven't scratched the surface yet of what Desmond Ritter could be uh, as a starter in this league. Let's just hope what he sees and what he thought he saw on tape at a college coming in can yeah. translate to the NFL. And that's real. The one thing, you know, it makes the draft so hard. So you can't really figure that out until you see it. Yeah, and, and, and that's part of the dilemma. Falcons-Ravens on Saturday. By the way, our coverage begins at 11 o'clock, kicks at 1 o'clock right he here. Was on right, he won some man. battles in the Tennessee in that stadium with the Ravens. They were physical. Remember when there, it was Lamar Jackson's, uh, I want to say it was his MVP year, they went in there and beat, beat the Ravens yeah. in their first playoff game. Yeah. They had beat New England the week before yeah. on the road in New England and then walked in there and beat the Ravens and they ended up losing to, tennis, uh, to Kansas City. Well, see, that's the thing. This is what you were talking about earlier when we were having this discussion about Ritter or with some of these quarterbacks that are maybe on the move in the offseason, and you brought up Ryan Tannehill. Tennessee's been good. They've been owning that division for like five years. Yeah, when well, they're losing their grip on it. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, because here come the Jags. But no, no. Well, here come four straight losses for the Titans, one or the other. Well, but but the point that I'm getting to is they haven't overcome. Even when Coach Art was there, they had opportunities to get to the Super Bowl. They blew them, you know. And it's one of those things where you go Tannehill, Tannehill. I'm putting a lot of that on the quarterback play, despite the fact, you know, specifically last year when they had home field advantage. But you're right. That was a physical game. They went in there and played the Ravens. But isn't that the case usually with the Ravens? Like you're either going to get punched in the face or you're going to punch back, right? I wonder. I mean, again, I don't think he's scheming any different for Lamar than he is for Tyler Huntley. Theoretically, they're generally the same type of quarterback. I mean, obviously, Lamar's athleticism is a whole different world. But – you know, to, to that effect, I, I think that defensively they're going in there with the same scheme. Is it going to be enough? That's the question. They're not scoring a lot of points, guys. We had Wes on, no. West Durham. Thankfully, it's, neither are the Ravens as of late. No. I mean, they're, they're just not. I mean, this is going to be one of those games, ironically, probably if you hold them under 24. Imagine that. You probably have a chance to win. Can we score more than 24? <sighs> 
We haven't been able to do By it. By the way, and, and, and you know, I wouldn't ever bring this up with Arthur Smith because obviously it's just not 100% his lane. But I did, and I want to pat myself on the back here. I'll break my arm doing so. Wait a minute. You're going to tap yourself on the back? Yeah, I, that's all right. I got it. I'm good. Um, Roquan Smith is balling out for. Great trait. I, don't, I, I just I don't get why that wasn't really an option for the Falcons. You, you have him for now. You can have him for later. We talk about leadership. The guy is a maniac on defense. He, is, he has made players around him on that defense better. Patrick Queen has become better. Yeah. The front four has become better because he's on the field. And uh, I, I just, you know, I, I wanted them to go be aggressive. They were 4-4 four and four at the trade deadline. It wasn't necessarily about making the playoffs this year. It was about getting better now and later. And Roquan was the guy that fit that bill. And the Ravens are reaping the benefits from it. No, For a second are. and a fifth round pick, come on, man. Well, but they're, they were and have been win now. Were we in that same win now mode or were we in a, an evaluation mode? No, we're in an evaluation mode. But I don't, I don't think that, again, you can evaluate what he is now and then figure out how to put other players around him that are going to fit with him. There, there weren't that many players of his ilk out there no. readily available to be traded for that low of a price tag. Well, that's always the case, right? When you see what you give in return, and you're like, why couldn't we and, do that? Well, that's, that's why the Ravens are one of the best franchises in the NFL at doing this, because now, they, they're, they're better at it than most people. The other part of the Roquan situation is because we will have money to spend, it's not as if they couldn't keep him moving right, that forward. Was the, exactly. That's the bigger point. They, they, it was for now and for later. They didn't have to worry about losing him in free agency or using a franchise tag or whatever. You know, I mean, they, again, you're going to see it. You're going to when you watch the game on Sunday. Is we're going to hear the CBS announcer, Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith, and Smith on attack, Roquan in on attack, Roquan. Yeah. yeah, he'll be all over the field. It's true. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Guys, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Arthur Smith saying some things today uh, that we found very, very interesting. All right. You know what else is interesting? Me? Why do we blow oh. leads? No, not you, Zeno. Why do we blow leads? Why does this continue? To, why does this continue to happen to our team? We've got the answer when we come back on Sports Radio 929 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. Mark Zeno's in for Mike. 
Coming up, we got a fun game winner. We got into this whole conversation about the most meaningful gift you ever received. I was telling a story about Nintendo, and I unwrapped it, you know, start crying. This is the best gift ever. And then Zeno had the audacity to say he could beat anybody in Tech Mobile. Yeah, it's not hard. I know about that. We're going to have to do I'm this tournament. I'm going to put my money where I'm at. We're going to have to do this tournament. What do you 92 do? 92 9 a game Tecmo tournament. Yeah. Do you go home and play every night? What are you talking about? I'm going to put my money where my mouth no, is. No, listen. I, I, I mean, th- this is like skills that don't die. It's like riding a bike. This is true. I mean, I literally won the Super Bowl with every team in okay. that game and saved all the codes. Okay, wait a okay? minute. Wait a minute. Now you're that guy? I was that guy. Yeah. I, I won it with every team? Every team. Yeah. I only need one team. The Raiders. Okay, you want to pick ball? That's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not even scared. The Raiders. That's the only team I'm I need. I'm not even scared. Uh, what's going on with our basketball team? Last night we win, guys. It ain't good. We win by one point. A win is a win is a win. But there's something going on with our Hawks. We win 126-125. DJ hits two free throws with about a 1.3 seconds left on the clock. Ball game. They get a last shot up. It's no good. But Markel Folks lays the ball up with 3.8 seconds to give them the lead. I'm talking about Orlando. It's 125-124. We should have probably lost. And more importantly, you blow a 13-point lead. Mm-hmm. So what is the problem with our team in finishing games? You know, we're up 124-112 with 3.03 left. And they out-rebounded us. They got more points on the fast break than we did. Now, I, we didn't point this out earlier, Zeno, but A.J. Griffin is balling. A.J. Yeah. Griffin, is, he is everything that we need right now. Three for four from three-point land. He had 19 points. He came on the show. The kid's so humble. I love what he's doing. He can play. Flat out, he can play. We might have gotten a steal there. But I think we have a fundamental problem about where our Hawks are. And we asked you today on Dukes and Bell 929 on Twitter, what is this team's identity? What's the problem, Zeno? Why are we blowing leads? Why can't we maintain these leads and we fall asleep at the wheel in the fourth quarter? When you don't have an identity, um, the unexpected happens more often than not. And that's a big part of this team. That's a, it's a big part of the, the problem with this team is that, you know, they don't have an identity and they don't have a lot of real true leadership. And so. Whoa, 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 whoa. Leaders. They got plenty of leaders. Okay. They got plenty of leaders. If you had leaders, you would be blowing leads. No, 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 no. They, they got leaders. I mean, just look at this roster. They got, they got, they got leaders. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, listen, you can try to speak that into existence, but it doesn't work that way. Well, I mean, uh, who do you want to talk about? Let's let's talk. About, they got not me personally. Come on, Trey. They, they got leaders, you know. I, I, I'm waiting to see it. If you had leaders, you wouldn't be 16 and 15. You wouldn't have lost to Orlando uh, and gave up 50 points in the first quarter. Mm. Whatever it was, 60. It was 50. I mean, you know, there there's just some fundamental flaws with the makeup of this team right now, and it's starting to show itself night in and night out. And until you decide... You want me to tell you who the leaders are? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. They got... They... I'm with you. That, that Not guy. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy... <laughs> that guy... Uh... Maybe you're right. Maybe they don't. And maybe that is the flaw. Can I hear Nate talking about about this? He he said we got lucky. This is as real as it gets with the head coach. I appreciate Nate being honest because last night, again, you're going to tell me it's tough in the NBA and with these teams and these games. You're not going to be perfect for 82 games. No. But fundamentally, 
we got to start learning and growing up late in these games and understand how important it is to finish these games. This is Nate McMillan. Tonight, I thought we were uh, really just, we got lucky. <laughs> we really got lucky. Um, you know, had some turnovers, had technical foul. We, uh, uh, we didn't get stops, and uh, we, we really uh, just got lucky tonight. Thank you, Nate. That's what happened last night. Now, we got the Bulls on Wednesday. All right, they're coming in here tomorrow night. And then you get the Pistons. And I think you laid this out. Early January, they go on the West Coast. The West Coast is never kind. It's a long trip. It's one of the longest of the year. you got to take advantage of these games now. Here's the other thing, though, and this is the part that bugged me because DeJounte Murray was talking about identity. And you had a problem with this earlier. Listen mm-hmm. to what DJ said about this team trying to figure it out right now. You know, I think we're just trying to figure out that identity, who we are. You got a bunch of guys in the lineup, out the lineup, you know, guys having to step up and play and not playing because guys are coming back. So, you know, it's kind of hard to build that chemistry and that identity like that. So I think the main goal is to get healthy, uh, you know, and as we get healthy, I feel like, you know, and, and you know, like I said, growing up uh, and not having situations like this fourth quarter because we had multiple in the season, uh, you know, so I feel like we'll get there, but it starts with our health. Yeah, you, you, your your identity shouldn't be defined by how healthy you are. Hmm? Not ready to go. I mean, again, <laughs> the Braves miss Ronald Acuna. They, they still have an identity. The Eagles are missing Jalen Hurts. They still have an identity. The Ravens are missing Lamar Jackson. They still have an identity. Mm. Mm. I mean, it, good teams have identities that are separate from who is healthy and playing on a night-in, night-out basis. Now, if he's saying, like, hey, it's still a new team. We're trying to gel. You know, we're still figuring each other out. I guess that briefs a little bit better. It sounds a little bit better. But when you use the word identity, everybody knows what you mean. That there is nobody leading this ship. It is rudderless at this point in time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They got people leading this ship. Tell me where they are. There's guys in the locker room who are doing that. Okay. I'll, I'll believe you, but I don't believe you. They're vocal guys that are doing exactly what you're asking. I, I haven't heard them yet. 404-741-0929. Neither personally. N- n- neither have I. And to your point, I know who the Bucks are and the Celtics and the Cat, The revitalized Cavaliers. I know who they are. They have an identity. Weren't we killing Brooklyn to start the season? Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen where Bro- Brooklyn's fourth in the East right now? All of a sudden, they turn things on. I think they got an identity. Sixers have been without the beard pretty much all season. They got an identity. I mean, what are we talking about here? I just... This is bugging me because we've seen it happen again and again, and DJ is right. We've had too many of these kinds of games. Now, the poll question that's up, what is the identity of the Hawks at Dukes and Bell 929? I got to tell you guys, when I go to the results and I click and I go, here are your choices. Trey, for better or worse, 25%. Nate and his coaching style, just 5%. New face, DeJounte Murray, is that our identity? Just 7%. The last choice has been the most popular. They don't have one. And I don't understand why if you have leadership on this team. And so many guys have hit us up at Dukes and Bell 929 on social media and said, look, Dukes and Zeno, who's the Hawks enforcer for one? Last time we had a guy like that, it was solo. This team needs a goon. Okay, that may be true. You need somebody that's going to you know, get the ear of everybody. That's fine. But does every team in the league have a goon? I mean, come on. That's not it, is it? No, because that's that's 
the the code word for saying we need to be better defensively and tougher. Okay. Right? Like, and, and I do you, agree you with that. You want somebody who's going to smack somebody in the mouth and be a defensive team. I do agree with that. And, and you, you could call that a goon to sort of toughen the team up. But, you know, I mean, they're Charmin soft, man. What about this you one? You push from, them around, they, they fall. What about this one from Jonathan? He says leadership from one player is the most overrated thing in pro sports. You win with talent and depth. Strength in numbers wins NBA championships. It would be it would be pretty well uh, uh, – it worked pretty well for the Warriors is what he said. We got lucky. We did, Coach. These are some of the responses we're getting when it comes to where our team is, what the identity is for our Hawks. And you can tell me, well, a lot of these teams don't have identity. The better teams do. And the teams that we're ready to win right now do. I, I just don't get this. 404-741-0929. You know what, Carl? Two what? guys that were available in the offseason. Who? Patrick Beverly. Oh, yeah. And P.J. Tucker. Didn't get either of them. Both were. Tucker went where? Back to Miami, right? Is that right? He he No, he is on the oh, he's 76ers. 76ers. That's right. He yeah. went to the 76ers, and Patrick Bev is with the Lakers. Yeah. Only guy that steps up and pushes somebody when it matters. I know you might think he's a pest, and maybe he is, but the fact is, if you play with Patrick Beverly, he's down for you. Like, he's going to make you play harder, and, and he's going to get in your head. I totally agree with you. All right. Your thoughts are welcome. I have no idea why we're still talking about this when the season started in October, and we got four guys that have been here. Capella, Trey, J.C., D. Hunter. You can talk about all the stuff. Bogey's been out, but Bogey's been here as well. We had one guy that we added, and you're telling me we don't have an identity. That's ridiculous. You you can also put some of that on the um, <clears throat> coach. Nate? Yeah. Identities. Coaching is a big part of it. Well, wait a okay. minute. Okay. I, I thought his identity was defense. I thought he was going to be a guy that we were okay. going to be better defensively. Sure. You can go with that. Look, Arthur Smith is a team that has five wins on the year. Okay? They've lost close game after close game after close game. What's the Falcons' identity? Run the football. Okay, because your coach said that. With, said that's what the identity is. It's not about wins. It's not about being. You, you can still have an identity and not necessarily be a good team. I know we normally associate that, but at least if you're a bad team and you have an identity, you know the way out. You have a roadmap. You have a flashlight. You have a path. Otherwise, again, you're just floating out there, letting the wind take you where it goes, letting the, letting the water push you where the where the waves go. You're blaming a lot of people right now, Zeno. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually just stating what is the reality of the situation. Well, you said there was no guys in the locker room speaking up. There and, was no I, leadership. I would, if, you, if I was wrong, you would have named one. And, and, there are guys in there. There are physically guys in the locker room. 100% you are correct. There are physically guys in the locker room. They are there. I'm just saying. We got issues. Felipe Willis says finishing games is the Hawks' problem last season. Hearing you say that, Duke, sounds like deja vu. And then Riley says DJ is is the leader right now. He's the one that puts the confidence in AJ and, and JJ to step their games up. Listen, I don't care who it is. We got to learn how to finish these games. We'll see what they do against the Bulls and the Pistons the rest of the week. Not ready to go. Thank you, Coach. Coming up, top three at six next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.